Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Probably did, but Disney Plus is adding X Men movies to their to their lineup now. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a matter of time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're doing the same thing with Fox shows on Hulu. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, I go because they added. I think the original no, the original X Men comes out in August. They put out Days of Future Past. Oh, and Apocalypse for some odd reason. Um, and so I was like, going, "Oh, Days of Futures Past." I haven't watched that one in so long. And I remember, I remember, like, of all the 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 I guess the reboot versions, that was the best one. Like that was their X two. And um, so I was watching, and I was like, "This is you know, like, this is actually a really fucking good movie, you know." And then I go, and then seeing you know Wolverine out of his element with the wood, um, the wood uh, claws as opposed to the adamantium and you know then seeing you know the old crew the old cast and the new cast and you know kind of having that it was like it was like really really good and then i was like and then apocalypse happened <laughs> it was like <laughs> what the hell that movie was so bad oh like God. it's you watch a movie sometimes and you're like who said this was okay <laughs> like there there was a team of people that said you know what this is good no, yeah, it wasn't. It was so bad, dude. And then you have Olivia Munn, who like really worked to like, you know, play her character, and she's just like a, a peripheral character in like two scenes. She's the only one that, and it's sad to say because I mean, I Olivia Munn's great, but she's not Meryl Streep. Right. You know what I mean? But she really she brought her A game to that fucking thing, and everybody else was C League, bro. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then the makeup for Apocalypse himself looked like a motherfucking Power Rangers villain. <laughs> I was like, this is disrespectful. This so Morphin time, bro. <laughs> I know. Suddenly you see like uh, some of the X Men going, it's Morphin time. <laughs> go go Power Rangers. And I'm not knocking on Power Rangers because that was my shit when I was a kid. 90s for life. Did you ever watch okay. the mo- the the reboot movie they did of that? Yeah, I liked it. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I thought it was fun. Oh, no, I never saw it, but I, I because I had no real connection to it. But I heard even a lot of I, if, I even I heard a lot of people shitting on it. Fuck it, a lot of people shit on everything. <laughs> even if you, you know what, like do you know what mo- age we live in? <laughs> right. Even if you don't like the movie, it's worth it for one like three second scene where they finally get in the goddamn robots, and the whole movie's been serious. Okay, like it's a funny movie, but it's not a campy movie. It's not trying to be campy anyway. Mm-hmm. And then they, while they're charging into battle with these fucking robots, you, they actually played "Go Go Power Ranger." <laughs> I said, "Greatest movie of all time." This is, <laughs> it's like I, I I respected it so much because it's like this is what fans wanted to hear, but no one was expected anyone to do it. It's, they did it. It's like in watching Bumblebee and you're hearing, you got the touch. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, Becky G is in it. And, uh, it's an instant, at least a B movie, bro. At least. <laughs> you talking about his cup size or are you talking about the movie? <laughs> you got the touch. <laughs> you got the power. <laughs> Oh, that, shit, that, my mic. <laughs> that was the funniest thing too in that where it's like and then also you got the touch it's like oh shit <laughs> it's like that's that, a trans- that moment that, that you had that's a transformers fan that directed that movie right. right there that moment you had when you got the touch came on was the same moment i had when the power rangers theme came on <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Like, I fucking lost my mind. <laughs> and they came together and they, they fucking, bro, the end scene alone was the greatest. And and the chick that played the villain was pretty good, even though she's insane in real life. <laughs> it's a chick that um directed the... Yeah, Elizabeth Banks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She always thinks everything's men's fault <laughs> when people don't see her movies. I know, it's funny too because like... Uh, um. My friend Peter, see, um, he watches movies and then he does quick little tidbit reviews on on Facebook. And he was saying that he goes, it looked like Kristen Stewart was having a lot of fun with it, and so were the other girls in their Charlie's Angels movie. But they go, but like it just nobody asked for this reboot, so yeah. you know. And then they goes, and then blaming guys for not seeing it. He goes, I guess... Maybe more people not see it. Right, but you also got to remember, too, is that a lot of women didn't see it either. And uh, the guy, and, uh, Peter, my friend Peter goes, he goes, and then her complaining about men not seeing it, I guess, kind of tells you why she's hosting a television game show now. <laughs> right. Because it's daytime. Yeah, I remember when that story came out, and there were a lot of, of, of chicks like chiming in going, um, I'm a woman, and I have no desire to see this movie. Like... Nobody well, asked for claims, it. And we won't go too, too into the pipes with this, but her claims were just asinine. It's like, oh, men just don't want to see um, a female lead. It's like there's been plenty of movies with female leads that did excellent. Yeah. It's like your movie just sucks. It's okay. Take the L <laughs> and learn from it. Like yeah. it's not a big deal. I mean, yeah, you had you had success with Pitch Perfect, the, I think two, the two sequels she directed. It's and like, Pitch Perfect was great. I love that fucking yeah. movie. But it's like nobody asked the for sequels. Char- um, <laughs> but sequels. Charlie's Angels, nobody asked for it. Nobody went. You know what they should redo? Because people still remember Charlie's Angels with Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu and, and yeah. those. And the 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 problem that she had with doing the reboot is the same problem that they had when they did the second Charlie's Angels, which flopped. Is that everybody went to see the first one and everybody was like, 
yeah, it was fun, but I probably wouldn't go see it if they did another one. Then they did another one. Then they looked and they go, look at all the money we made. We, we have to make another one. Yeah, it was and, a cash grab. Yeah, and then they went and did another one, and everybody's like, yeah, we didn't. We said we weren't going to go see a second one, and nobody went and saw the second one. It's like, like we literally told you, yeah, that we weren't going to see this movie, <laughs> and a, you made it anyway. It's the same thing that they did with uh, Fantastic Four, the one with yeah. Chris Evans and and. Um, it was oh, funny. Jessica I actually Alba. liked the two Fantastic Fours. They weren't the greatest movies in the world, but they were fun. Yeah, they weren't but, horrifying. But everybody, they weren't every- the last Fantastic. <laughs> Four. Oh God. <laughs> um, it went, somebody had said, they go, well, what about the um, the Phantom Fantastic Four? And I go, which one, the Roger Corman or the the last, the Josh Trank one? Like, which one are you talking about? You know what? I saw that Josh Trank one, too, in theaters. Film is a mess nowadays. Oh, yeah. Because of reboots. They try to reboot everything. It's like, just write an original story. But then they, they fucking, they did it to themselves. Because, and I... I'm not blaming the Marvel movies, and I've brought this up before, but the Marvel movies were so good. They really were. Yeah, they just locked themselves into a corner. That they locked themselves into a corner because it was a specific formula, and then everybody got used to it. There were a lot of good movies that came out alongside Marvel movies that no one saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because everyone was too busy seeing a Marvel movie. You know, so now everyone's like, what's Marvel going to do? That's why I'm kind of happy that Marvel's kind of cooling. They're going to cool their jets for a little bit. <laughs> Maybe we could see some 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 different kinds of movies. I don't know. Right. You know, well, but that's but but Steve made a good point back in the day when I was originally complaining about this, where you want to see that type, type of stuff on the streaming services now. Yeah. Like they make a lot of cool shit on uh on all the streaming stuff. Yeah, and it's just, it's just interesting when you like like now you know we're able to see all the streaming stuff, so it's really kind of cool that we can finally watch it. But it's just like some of the shit you're just like nobody asked for that, <laughs> right. you know who who asked for it? and and if they did who who asked for it? Let me know because they need. Let to me know. we we gonna run to the house real quick. Right, we gotta you know we gotta you know. I'm gonna call the police for a wellness check. They obviously <laughs> something wrong with them. Worry about them. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh oh man so um i was i noticed that uh earlier this week and and you know everybody uh you know everybody knew like this was going to happen because they were in the middle of filming so like you know the falcon and the winter soldier series is delayed mm-hmm. because they were in the middle of filming when you know uh uh I was going to say COVID. Uh, I was going to say, um, oh my God, was it Cordova? But COVID um, hit. So they announced the delay, that there's a delay in it. And now people are over there bitching about it. Like, where the fuck did they mention it if they're not even going to have it? I mean, this is bullshit. It's like, what do we have the service for? And, and other people are like, they they announced this last May, like a year, over a year ago. And, it, and I was like, people... COVID wasn't in the schedule. Like, okay, we got to get this done because, um, yeah, next uh, spring we're going to have a massive pandemic that's going <laughs> to affect the world, so we need to get it wrapped. It's not like a fucking uh, writer's strike where you, right. you know you know when the writers are going to strike, so you try to get this shit done early, which explains the second Transformers movie. Uh, but <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad one right there, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and then, like, people are just bitching about this delay, and I'm like, oh, my God, you people. It's like, fucking get over to yourselves, first of all. Yeah, for real. It's like, 
Oh, I, ha I, I haven't watched any, but have you gone on YouTube and seen all the Star Trek uh, Lower Decks fail videos just based solely on the trailer that... No, I heard about... I don't want to. I know, I don't want to like, I'm like, can I just watch a fucking show without everyone trashing it before it's even come out? Apparently. Which we have an article about something like that, too. And, and what's funny is that, uh, uh, that, the, that the trash that they were spewing on there, uh, CBS actually turned off the comments on the YouTube channel. It's just... At least watch it first. Right. At least... Stop trashing things off of a trailer, the idiots. It's like, it's, it's like, oh my God, they're so tone deaf like they did with Discovery. It's like, it was by, I, I, it, Rick and Morty you guys probably like. So like, you know, it's going to be in that vein. What did you expect? You know? Like it's, Star Trek fans are becoming like Star Wars fans, dude. You can't do anything new. Or God, or fucking God forbid. But then on the flip side, even the Star Wars fans and the Star Trek fans, that's the minor minority. Yeah. Majority of people are just fine with it. Like, oh, okay, well, I'll check it out. You know? Yeah. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Right. You know? I'm fucking excited. I'm excited for anything that says Star Trek on it. <laughs> if I see it and I don't like it, all right. You know, right. I'll move on from it. But... but you know, it's fine by me, man. And it's people are already saying, you know, people are already saying it's a failure, and that CBS is, you know, um, is you can't fail if you haven't done anything. <laughs> I know it's like one, they <laughs> haven't come out yet, and two, they've already got picked up for a season two, so you're gonna have to deal with that. You know, it's like oh, I they did, yeah, they got yeah before it even got produced. The oh, CBS shit, they, must really, they must really be digging it, yeah. But you know, at the same time, it's probably like they're gonna probably do what like Netflix did for a while, and um. I think Hulu did for a while is they usually with shows they give two seasons to, and then after they get more content, then they start to get a little, you know, picky as to, you know, what they want and what they're, you know, eh, I don't know if we'll get that back again, but I know they want more Trek on there. So, um, it might've been an awkward cut right there. So just so you can understand why Adam's going to sound a little different, uh, because his balls finally dropped. So baby girl, <laughs> <laughs> this uh podcast is now brought to you by airpods pro uh yeah my i don't know what happened my audio just went all staticky and i don't want to waste all night trying to fix it so <laughs> he's let's just say he's been having a bad day as it's been going right i've been having a bad weekend it's okay all right i'm having a good weekend now that i'm on this podcast oh yeah oh yeah um so what's your gaming backlog deal so I was talking with my friends like, and my friends are the type that are like, Bitches. not Steve. Steve's the only <laughs> rational gamer that I know. Everybody else is like, oh, this new game's on sale. Oh, this new game's on sale. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. And I'd buy it. And then I'm like, oh, everyone's like, damn. My homie goes, I got like 112 games on Steam. It's out of control. <laughs> and then a couple of, oh, yeah, I got like 102. Or, oh, yeah, I got 60-something. I was like, oh, I have 350 games on Steam. <laughs> And they're like, Jesus, I'm like, you know what? I'm not buying any games for all. I'm gonna organize these and start going through the at least the single player backlog. You know what? It, I have you some... know why your mic's not working? Is because after you said three hundred or something, you dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped the mic. I was like, bitch, you say you were gaming? Get the fuck out of my phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so I have a lot of single player titles um that I want to get through. So what I did is um I you can make a favorites list on Steam of your of your shit. So I favorited all the single player titles. So like 
all three of the new Tomb Raiders. Um, I have every Far Cry game, um, and I've played none of them. So I have uh, the Star Wars Fallen Republic, um, Mafia 3. There's a couple of games in there that I've wanted to play. And I think I'm just going to I'm, – I'm playing Star Wars right now. And I think once I'm finished with that, I'm just going to go to the next one and just, you know, just kind of go through the log because I feel like I've gotten into this rut where I buy new games and then I don't play them because I have so many games. <laughs> And I don't know what to play ever. So what I did is I favorited all those games. So it's like, I don't know, 10 or 11 games. And then I hid the other ones. Like, which is a bunch of games either I'm never going to play or I've already played or they're multiplayer games or games that have no end, you know, like strategy games or something like that. Right. So now I'll just start going down the list and just knocking these games out. So big pimping. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do, you know. Right. And I, I, I won't buy any games unless that dope sale comes out. You feel me? <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So uh, as we do every week before we jump into, you know, the shit. <laughs> before, <laughs> I, I, I know I title this podcast, you know, with that company's, you got what I need, you know. Um, yeah. Do you, we're going to go, we're going to hit through the news. So here's some news that may have uh, slipped by you this week. Although this first story, I, you might've heard something about it. <laughs> I can kind of guarantee that. Uh, so on Friday night, Twitter issued its first full blog post about what happened after the biggest security lapse in the company's history. One that led to attackers getting hold of some of the highest profile Twitter accounts in the world, including uh, presidential candidate Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Tesla CEO Elon Musk, uh, Bill Gates, Kanye West, Michael Bloomberg, uh, Mickey Mouse, uh, Doctor Doom. You know, um, some of those. Some of those don't actually have accounts. Uh, so, hmm. and it was more than just a you know Bitcoin scam uh, uh, hack. Well, the bad news first is Twitter has revealed that the attackers may indeed have downloaded the private direct messages or DMs of up to eight individuals while conducting their Bitcoin scam and were able to see personal information, including phone numbers and email addresses for every account they targeted. Now, that's because Twitter has confirmed that the attacks attempted to download the entire Your Twitter data archive for those eight individuals, which contains DMs, among other info. Now, they may even have DMs that the eight individuals tried to delete, given that Twitter stores DMs on its servers for as long as either party to the conversation keeps them around. So I could delete it, but Adam, you know, may not, and they're still on the server, so they can still get right. it. Uh, so, uh, um, so what basically happens is uh, that those will come down if you downloaded all your Twitter data, they will be part of that information. So, but the good news is Twitter claims that none of those eight accounts were verified users, suggesting that none of the high-profiled individuals targeted had their data downloaded. Basically means that the eight into people were no-name schmucks that got their stuff attempted to download. Uh, so it's still possible that the hackers looked at their DMs, but no, they didn't downright, outright steal them. But according to Twitter, hackers targeted over 130 accounts, successfully triggered a password reset, logged in, and 
tweeted for 45 of them and only attempted to download the data for up to eight non-verified accounts. But here's the bigger problem. Twitter confirmed that these accounts were hacked from an internal employee tool that are used to facilitate the accounts. So now the company is going further to say definitively that the attacker successfully, successfully manipulated a small number of employees and used their credentials to access Twitter's internal systems, including getting their own, um, getting through our two-factor um, two-factor protections. And I'll keep in mind all of this stuff works when everybody's on the same page. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So this is going to get worse. And this is just a few days out, so it's it's guarantee you it's going to get worse before it gets a lot better. But it kind of makes you think, like, then what's the point? You know, if they if they can go ahead and dupe some dude into, hey, reset your password, you know, and then somebody goes in and does that, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, aren't, aren't they supposed to know better? Or is it just some intern that they go, hey, you know what? Nobody's here. You can just man this. Nothing. What could go wrong? You know, right. <laughs> and I mean, and I've been on the school of thought too that the most secure thing is to use as little social media as possible. And if you're going to use social media, which is fine, don't have personal stuff on there. Right. Don't like, don't use Twitter. Don't be in the Twitter DMs talking about shit that you don't want people to know. Right. Just assume people are going to read it. That's what Snapchat's for. Exactly. <laughs> Look at, you know, the, and, look and at all the trouble! Look at all the trouble that Wiener guy got into <laughs> using uh, DMs on Twitter. Right, like there are there are secure um, messaging services like Telegram's one of them and stuff. The problem is is getting anyone to fucking use them. Like I would use Telegram all day. I have no problem. It's really nice and it's end to end encrypted. It's it's perfect, but no one will use it. Right. So then there's no point. Yeah. You know, and iMessage isn't that bad as long as you're, you know, it's encrypted too. As long as but, you're, as long as you're using it with another iPhone user, <laughs> right? And that's the thing. Like it's it's if you have something that you don't want anyone to know, why don't you just go find the person you want to talk to and go talk to them? <laughs> you know, but that I mean? means that means I would have to leave my house and go to you know how they go to that person, know? write them a letter. And mail it to them. Know, right? No one will fucking know. No one's dealing with that. It's, I had to go to the post office today. It's fucking ghost town, bro. Yeah, when you're like going, I got to go to the post office. People look at you and go, what? Where? Where are you going? The who? The what? Yeah. They still have those? I thought those went away with like, you know, in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, I had to mail my uh, my mail-in ballot for voting. I voted in the... Uh, Democrat primaries. Oh, you know, they say that those, you know, are, uh, those are liable to be, uh, you know, manipulated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they do say that. <laughs> um, you know why they say that is because they wish they could manipulate them. <laughs> yeah. To, and if you notice that the people that say that are usually the side that has been getting convicted for doing such things. Right. And the ones that no one wants to vote for. Right. In the fucking first place. <laughs> I, I literally grabbed my testicles when I said that last bit. That's how that's how much I fucking care. Bam. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, this was kind of nice. I always like when um, another country joins the space race, you know, any any. 
any competition in this space pushes innovation and I, and I like it. Um, and it comes from a kind of a strange, <laughs> a strange source. Um, the United Arab Emirates is about to join a handful of nations with an interplanetary presence and you can watch it make history. It's launching its hope Mars. Uh, did this already happen? Oh, it happened yeah. today. Yeah, today. So it launched its uh, Mars probe today, um, July 19th at 5.58 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and it live streamed it, but I didn't watch it. Um, cover, the mission is symbolic to the UAE, uh, which is still relatively new to space exploration, but could also provide major insights for the scientific community as a whole. As space.com notes, the probe is expected to reach Mars by early 2021 and will take up an unprecedented equal equator. <laughs> sorry. Unprecedented equatorial orbit that will help it study the planet's atmosphere over the course of a Martian year, which is 687 days or longer. The probe will help gauge the rate at which Mars is losing hydrogen and oxygen to space. That, in turn, could shed light on the planet's watery past and predict its future. It's a comparatively busy period for Mars missions um, beyond hope. China's uh, Tianwen, I think it's pronounced Tianwen, Tianwen 1 orbiter, uh, landing lander and rover combo is set to launch on July 23rd, while NASA has tentatively set the perse- Perseverance or Perseverance rovers blast off for July 30th. Not that any of the countries have much choice. Windows for Mars uh, Mars launches usually open for a narrow period, once every 26 months. If these launches miss the window, you might not hear about them again until 2022. So this is pretty exciting. A lot of stuff going to Mars. We'll we'll get there next year. Um, I'm 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 interested to see what China's doing. That's a pretty it's a pretty ambitious thing for how new they are to the space race to have a fucking rover and all that all that shit. They're gonna <laughs> drop off at Mars, but I mean they were successful with Moon with the Moon. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean I feel sometimes I feel like China's not doing it for science. They're doing it to flex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that, <laughs> like, that's yeah, all- we did that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but you know, you can only watch their um, their launch through their OnlyFans account. Um, so you know, <laughs> twenty dollars a month. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars a month, and you can get to watch that uh, that launch. <laughs> that's funny, dude. <laughs> can you imagine that, dude? It's like you know, it's like, you know, it's like oh yeah, you can watch, but it's only through our OnlyFans. So you know. Uh, and um, just just as an update, since it did happen today, I thought it was happening tomorrow. Um, it was successful. It successfully launched. Didn't blow up or anything. <laughs> so that's always good. Yeah, yeah. Less less explosions, the better. This is one of those things where we like where we don't like explosions. Uh, but the science the scientific community is something we need to separate the politics from a little bit. You know, in in. I know I was seeing some comments um, online about this mission um, a few days ago. We were like, oh, you know, that country's done this, that country. Well, so scientific community is a little bit different, you know, so we need that they're, they're more forward thinking usually. Yeah. Um, politics are trash everywhere. And if you're an American and you're talking about someone else's politics, you sit down and calm the fuck down. <laughs> and no, no one wants to hear it from us right now. You know, so... I hope that it's successful, and I hope that uh, what they figure out will help everybody out. Hmm. All right. So um, 
So this one is, even before the Clone Wars Season 7 arrived to Disney Plus earlier this year, there were whispers that there was another Star Wars animated series in the works. Whisper. Uh, whispers. Uh, would it follow the events of Star Wars Rebels or spell out something new that, to the big unknowns for Hasoka uh, ha- Tano? Well, now we have the answer. Clone Wars creator Dave Filoni, Filoni's next series is Star Wars The Bad Batch, a direct spinoff from the final season of the resuscitated CG cartoon. According to the news release, the series follows the elite and experimental clones of The Bad Batch as they find their way um, find their way to in a rapidly exchanging galaxy uh, after the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. Members of Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who were vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill, which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. And in the post-Clone Wars era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. The Batch Batch um, were primarily new characters introducing Clone Wars episodes that premiered this past February. And by the end of the arc, Rex, the lead of the clone, um, the lead clone of the series gave Echo, previously thought dead by, but rescued from Separatist forces, permission to join the Bad Batch on their never-ending mission of resistance. What happens to the group after Order 66 remains a mystery. Giving new and exciting and existing fans the final chapter of the Star Wars Clone Wars has been our honor at Disney+, and we are overjoyed by the global response of this landmark series, says Agnes Chu, Senior Vice President of Content at Disney+, in a statement. While the Clone Wars may have come to its conclusion, our partnership with the groundbreaking storytellers and artists at Lucasfilm Animation is only beginning. We are thrilled to bring Dave Filoni's uh, vision to life through the next adventures of The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch is expected to premiere on the streaming service in 2021. That's cool, man. I like that they're all doing animations. Yeah. Because you can do a lot more with it. Yeah, and then you can bring back a lot of other characters, the characters that age, and maybe just bring them back as voice actors, you know, right. and, and and do their stuff. So that's always cool. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see that. I've been getting a little bit ever since I've been playing this game. I've been getting a little bit more into Star Wars a, um, a bit because there's a lot there's a lot to like about the universe. Even though I, I kind of thought some of the newer movies were a little ho hum, but um, the Star Wars universe is dope, and I love the fucking ships. Yeah. I was looking at some of the Lego sets. I was like, let me get this real quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely the story, like in that new, in that game, it's like a movie. It's fucking dope, dude. And the, and the soundtrack's typical Star Wars. Like it's fucking really good. Oh yeah. Like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if Star Wars didn't have the the music, no one would care. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I feel. <laughs> Don't mince words, so, dude. Tell us what you really think. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this one I thought was kind of funny. On Monday, the Washington football team announced that after years of insisting on using a racial slur as its name, uh, <laughs> it will rebrand the head of the upcoming season while establishing a new name and logo for a pro sports team in just a few months is already a gargantuan task. It also impacts the next release of EA's Madden NFL game. In a statement given first to Kotaku, the company confirmed changes to the name and logo will come via title updates that will download automatically. 
They won't be able to change every instance of the name right away, but the first the first changes should tweak the game's commentary, uniforms, stadium art, and similar areas. With the new name still to be determined, ESPN reports an announcement will happen, quote, soon, end quote. EA will first update Madden with a generic Washington name and logo, <laughs> then, then replace things again with whatever the team decides it will use now. Uh, Madden NFL 21 is scheduled to release on August 25th. So I think that's hilarious that EA is like, listen, you guys shouldn't do this a long time ago. I'm fucking playing with this. Not in 2020, bro. <laughs> like you're the Washingtons now. Yeah. They, We're going to make you a logo. You're going to see the Washington team. Like that's the name. It's going to be like an ugly ass W <laughs> or some stupid shit, bro. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, I feel like EA is purposely going to make it look dumb. It's, like, it's going to be it's going to be the state itself. The San Francisco Fort, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Washington team. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, better yet it'll be the San Francisco 49ers versus the Washington <laughs> <laughs> This is something I really agree with though, especially to like it's just blatantly racist. Like, can we not? People aren't even being slick anymore. Right. You, like, know, you can't have the Washington Redskins in 2020. It doesn't work. Well, all we need it to get... It feels out of place. <laughs> and all we need to do now is get rid of the Tomahawk Chop from the Braves. I don't. I mean, I don't even care about the Braves name. If we can just get rid of that Tomahawk Chop, we're good. So annoying. We're, we're good. Racism is over in this country. <laughs> It's so annoying. So the the key is, what is Washington known for that you can rename? Um, they're known for orcas. They could be the Washington orcas. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm looking at Washington fun facts right now. Okay, the state tree is the Washington hemlock. Washington hemlock. The goldfinch is the state bird. Washington goldfinches, whatever. The Washington the apples, the state fruit. <laughs> Dude, Washington gray. Because it's just gray all the time. <laughs> Wait a minute. If the apple's the state fruit, they could keep the red skin name, but just change <laughs> it to an apple. To an apple. See? Yeah, you're going to get people now like, I'm just saving money. Bro. Yeah, that's going to be like, yeah, but we're reaching a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, too, because their their state motto is Native American. Yeah. It's like, you guys are, you can't be on two sides, bro. You just can't. I know. We're for you, know? you but we're going to use, we're going to use a, a, demean, a demeaning, a demeaning name for our our football team. So Disrespectful. Somebody said that, they, they some, uh, oh, it was the Onion said that uh, the Washington Redskins changed their name to the Washington DC Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on the other side of the break, we'll continue with some uh, of the rest of the news stories you may have missed this week and the way that Wayfair has really got what you need. So we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. So series creator Robert Kirkman announced that the entirety of The Walking Dead in color will be released with special bonus content. It's only been a year since the series ended in a quick fashion. If memory serves, I don't remember if fans really liked the ending. But during the Skybound Past, Present, and Future panel 
at the Skybound Expo. The colorized version of The Walking Dead will begin released on October 7th. Colored by Dave McCraig, the series will feature variant covers by David Finch, Tony Moore, Julian Tatino, Tesco, and Arthur Adams to mark the introductions of key characters and plot twists. And uh, each installment of The Walking Dead in color will also feature the cutting room floor. The press release for the series describes each content as Kirkman's original handwritten plots along with commentary on abandoned storylines and plot points that may have changed along the way. So uh, this stuff will be out later this fall. So if you want to go ahead and collect the art or collect the comic books for all those years uh, in color, here you go. <laughs> I mean, if you've never read it, it's worth it. Um, the, the comic is really good. It, 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 but the black and white kind of gave it a little bit of tension. I feel yeah. like it was, I don't know, but it, the, but that's a, that's a personal taste thing. But the, um, the color looks great. It looks like it's not overdone. They've just basically colored in the, the art. It wasn't that big of a deal. Um, definitely worth a read though. If, if you haven't read it, even if you like the show or not, <laughs> Read the fucking comic, okay? Right. It differs from Fuck. the series, just so you know. And not too much in the beginning, but it does start going. The series does start going its own way. Um, and that's usually when the show starts falling off. Hmm. So. Anyways. U.S. video game spending totaled $1.2 billion in June, according to a new <laughs> report by MPD Group. That's the most money spent in a June since 2009, and it's a 26% increase compared to last year. June is part of a larger trend. Year-to-date spending on game hardware, software, accessories, and cards uh, reached $6.6 billion. That's up 19% compared to the same period last year. It's also the highest total for the year-to-date period since 2010. At this rate, 2020 is on track to be the best year for gaming in a decade. The industry did get a boost from some pretty strong titles, including The Last of Us Part Two, Animal Crossing New Horizon, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Despite some score bombing, which seems to be a thing, hmm. um, which I think we'll talk about in a minute, yeah. um, The Last of Us Part Two was June's best-selling game and the third best-selling game of the year. MPD Group's Matt Piscatella, sure, pointed hmm. out in a Twitter thread, um, Animal Crossing New Horizons was the top-selling Switch game in June, and Ring Fit Adventure jumped from 835th in May to 7th best-selling game in June. I wonder why. <laughs> um, that game actually looks fun. I've, I've kind of wanted it, too. Um, June June 2020 U.S. MPD thread, June 2020 tracking. Uh, this is the tweet. Tracking spending across video game hardware, software, accessories, and game cards total $1.2 billion, gaining 26% from compared to basically what I just said. While hardware spending declined it declined a bit in June, Nintendo Switch was the best-selling hardware platform, and the Xbox Elite Series 2 wireless controller was the best-selling accessory, which is a sexy controller. A friend of mine bought one, and it just feels substantial he's loaned me he had the first one he's loaned it to me that one's fucking choice too um it's likely that these numbers were driven at least in part 
by more people staying home during the pandemic. You think? Yeah, you could kind of think that. Um, I've spent way more money <laughs> this year on games. Um, this track, uh, this tracks with what we've heard elsewhere. To keep up with uh, surge in demand, Sony will make millions more PlayStation 5 consoles than it originally planned, and Nintendo is ramping up Switch production. Despite some launch delays, less than 10% of developers say they've been laid off or furloughed, and a third of developers polled say they're busier than they were pre-pandemic. And that's the thing. is Some industries are being heavily hit in a negative way, and that's horrible, but some industries are the opposite. I work in the mortgage industry, and you would think it was slow. Oh, no. It's the exact opposite because people are refinancing like fucking crazy Dang. to get cash outs. Yeah. It's – it's we are so fucking busy. I dream in mortgage math, okay? Hmm. That's all I do all day is just fucking mortgage, 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 mortgage. It's so exciting. This podcast makes me an edgy dude. You think like I'm fucking – you know, like I'm <laughs> Elon Musk or something. But no, I do a very boring thing to feed my kids. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, this this isn't anyone with a brain knows that gaming's gone up. I mean, and yeah, there was some score bombing, especially on um, The Last of Us Part Two. But any any fucking gamer knows The Last of Us Part Two is going to be a hot title. No one gives a fuck what the score is. Yeah, you know. But yeah, so yeah, gaming is one of those industries that is on the rise right now. Yeah. Well, keep it on that topic for a second. Uh, Metacritic wants people to actually play a game before reviewing it. So the site now requires users to wait 36 hours from when a new game is released before leaving a score. The intention is to prevent review bombing campaigns where people leave negative scores on a title sometimes is a way to punish the developer. Uh, heading to a review page for the most recent release titles on Metacritic will now display the message, please spend some time playing the game with a specific date and time when users can publish a review for that game on the site. The new policies uh, change has locked user reviews for two big titles that came out uh, at the time of this post. I think it was Friday. Uh, Ghost of uh, Tsushima and Paper yeah. Mario, the Origami King. Uh, users, they were, Wait a minute. They were score bombing Paper Mario? No, no, no. This is now that this um, these two titles oh, were released. Okay, okay, so this okay, is, this is that's when it coincided with the locking. I was locking. about to say that's that's just a Mario game. Bro. Yeah. Come on. Users had to wait until July 18th at 12 p.m. East uh, Pacific to review them. The new policy was first spotted on by PlayStation Universe last week, and but Forbes brought it to um, brought attention to it. Uh, this was on Friday. Review bombing when a large group of peop of users goes to a digital storefront and basically it's it leaves a bad score on a product and is done to retaliate against companies or public figures to step to for perceived slights. The Last of Us was targeted by Metacritic on Metacritic for fall. Um, following its release in June, uh, Metacritic is not the only platform uh, for uh, platform tackling review bombing problems. Valve's Game distribution platform Steam has also been subjected to review bombing. In 2007, Valve had yeah. a bar graph to show positive and negative scores over a game's lifetime. Va uh, last year, Valve said it would investigate Steam's games for being bom uh, review bombed to hide off-topic reviews. Um, also, movies have done this as well. You had Rotten Tomato is Rotten a Tomato. cesspool, bro. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes had it with. You know, people not wanting movies like Black Panther or Captain Marvel to succeed because they 
focused on a woman and a black and, and African Americans and you know so and for for uh the last of us part 2 was for people protesting uh an LGBTQ uh character in the game as well as uh some plots in the story they gave it a bad review for those little plot points because nobody can see past their own ideology apparently or thinking that when they make a choice it has to be motivated by some type of woke process right so um well first thing i'm going to say is the last of Us series is amazing that that's the first game almost made me cry <laughs> like it's it's just after it gave me that... nightmares after it gave me nightmares at first Jesus, it's just great storytelling, you know, and, and I, I feel like the great storytelling can sometimes be on PlayStation a little bit more. Yeah. That's why I'm getting that PS5 in the room. Pam, you already know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I knew it happened, but now they've put like a name to it and it's something that pe- it's been really bad on Steam too. Like, um, there's been games I can't think of any off the top of my head. Like the developer will make a change that people didn't ask for. Like they they wanted something outrageous, and then they just fucking bomb the shit out of it. And it's like, if you don't like it, don't play it. Yeah. Or leave a legit review if you legit didn't like it. Then okay, you know what I mean. But people are fucking pussies, so <laughs> you know. <sighs> so following rumors. From the last few weeks, Microsoft announced today that it's discontinuing production of the Xbox One X and Xbox One S Digital Edition. Quote, as we ramp into the future with Xbox Series X, we're taking the natural step of stopping production on the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. The company said in a statement, Xbox One S will continue to be manufactured and sold globally. So the main one, like the normal one. Right. To, to be clear, this doesn't mean that the One X and One S Digital will instantly disappear from store shelves. Microsoft says gamers can check with re- retailers for availability of their current stock. Instead, this news signals that Microsoft is shifting production priorities towards the new generation Xbox Series X. It wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to keep building older consoles when demand will shift to the new hotness in a few months, right? That's how they that's how Engadget decided to write the snarky today. Um, in particular, it makes sense for Microsoft to start moving away from the Xbox One X now. It's still the company's most powerful console, but at this point, gamers who demand the fastest hardware are likely waiting for Series X this fall, or just going going the Windows gaming PC route. The One S Digital Edition, meanwhile, could be supplanted by the Xbox Series S, which could be revealed in August, according to the latest rumors. Here's Microsoft's full statement. Quote, at Xbox, we're making massive investments to forge the future of gaming, a future that puts the player at the center of the Xbox experience. We continue to build great games for Xbox One. We continue to build out Game Pass now with more than 10 million members across Xbox console and PC. We're previewing, blah, 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 blah. We're previewing <laughs> Project xCloud in 15 countries so gamers can play games with their friends on any device. And we're working hard on the next generation of console gaming with Xbox Series X, the fastest, most powerful console we've ever built, which includes backwards compatibility with thousands of Xbox games and all Xbox One accessories. As we ramp into the future with Xbox Series X, we're 
taking the natural step of stopping production on Xbox One X and Xbox One S All Digital Edition, Xbox One X will continue to be manufactured and sold globally. Gamers can check with their local retailers for more details on Xbox One hardware availability. And at the end of an era, a little bit, yeah. you know, like it's obvious, like it makes sense that this is happening, but it's it's crazy to think that this fucking thing came out in like 2012. Was it 2012? 12 or 13. I actually have a day one edition controller. The controller doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And I I bought, um, it says right on the front, day one, oh, 2013. Um, and the, uh, the, th- the thumb or the D-pad is like, is like silver. But um, <laughs> I bought, I bought a couple wall mounts for the kids controllers because I bought them, I bought them custom, custom color controllers. Oh, right. And I had an extra one, so I put the fucking day one up there. Rep the set. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the fucking custom ones were $5 extra. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Because they're custom. You know? <laughs> custom, baby. They got to pick their own color scheme and everything. It was dope. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess they're still going to sell that other one. But the cool thing is, is if you've missed out on some Xbox titles or you're looking for a cheap console for, like, a kid who's just come to an age where they want one, the the regular Xbox One for for a young kid is going to be dirt cheap. Yeah, you know maybe two hundred. Yeah, I still, have my, I still have my original Xbox One. They'll still, I do too. And I don't know how it still works. It makes <laughs> funny noises sometimes. Oh yeah. And it was one time where it smelled like it was burning. Oh shit. And the disc doesn't work. This drive broke years ago. Yeah. But I have it. Day one edition Xbox <laughs> still work. The play I have a, I bought my PlayStation Four a few months after that, and that thing still works too. It sounds like a fucking jet engine, <laughs> um, but it works. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they built these bitches to last. <laughs> yeah, they did. So, all right. So, our one last thing today is. Ugh. <sighs> it just it just hurts my head sometimes. Is it bad that I didn't even know this was a company <laughs> you didn't? until this happened? I feel like they made this up. No, I I, I see their commercials all the time on TV. Do you? I yeah. never fucking know. Wayfair, it. you got just what I need. You know? Ooh, baby. So uh, yeah, you definitely got what you need if you if you expect. Oh, I know. So early on July 10th, a new conspiracy theory began trending on social media concerning American furniture retailer Wayfair. The conspiracy theory states that some of the cabinets on Wayfair's site has been used for human trafficking because they listed a high price and many had strange names. To be clear, there is no evidence to support the conspiracy theory and Wayfair has firmly rejected the claims. Wayfair told Heavy in the... In an email statement, there is, of course, no truth to these claims. The products in question are industrial-grade cabinets that are accurately priced. The company explained why the items in question are, have been removed from the site. Concerning the photo, concerning that the photos and description provided by the supplier did not adequately explain the high price point, we have temporarily removed the products from the site to rename them and to provide a more in-depth description and photos that accurately depict the product and clarify the price point. The conspiracy theory seems to originate from a Reddit subthread, of course, where a user named Princess Peach 1987 
now of if, <laughs> if you have if you have that kind of name why are you giving like oh this person is coming up this person is going to be somebody that's going to come up with a name that's just going to, or a question that's just going to blow your fucking mind and said that the cabinets listed on Wayfair by vendor v, uh, WX, WFX utilities were priced over $10,000 and had distinctive names like Yuritsa and uh, Semia. The user suggested that these names could be placeholders for human and human tra- for humans and human trafficking. A Twitter user with the handle uh, Adam Edamari Luna posted about the conspiracy theory on Twitter, and the post has since received over 250,000 likes and 87,000 retweets. Over another user posted a series of photos on Twitter of the cabinets side by side with news articles about missing children with the same names as the cabinet. However, as Snoops pointed out, quote, while this may be suspicious to those seeking a pattern, it should be noted that roughly 800,000 children are reported missing every year, end quote, and that some of the names of missing children connected to this theory have already been solved. There's another problem with that 800,000 children being reported every year. Yeah, that's just reported. That doesn't say that they have been solved. That includes kids that have, may have been listed more than once. You know, because every different agency has to report that name. So there's multiple names on there. It, and it also includes people that were, you know, kidnapped by parents or out of a parental dispute. So that 800,000 name is very, very weary, you know, of. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of gray area in there. Yeah. We're not we're not we're in no way undermining human trafficking. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're just saying that the, the number is skewed a bit. Right. So one user replied to the original Reddit post and said that they contacted the human trafficking hotline and a case was being opened. Heavily contra- heavy contradict or contacted Polaris, the organization responsible for the hum- um, National Human Trafficking Hotline, who said due to confidentiality reasons, they could not provide more information or confirm whether they had received tips about the conspiracy. The Reddit user who post, first posted about the conspiracy spoke anonymously with Newsweek and said that they are, quote, involved in a local organization that helps humans of, or help victims of human trafficking, end quote, which means they are, quote, suspicious most of the time now, end quote. However, they said that they di- are, weren't directly accusing the brand, but just wanted to raise some concerns. Now, stop it. Yeah, I know. It's like, come on. Many people took to Twitter to share their disbelief at the conspiracy. Reporter Ben Collins wrote, Pizzagate slash QAnon people have wafer trending today. They falsely claim price glitches on storage boxes prove that the company is trafficking children. This took off because of a post on Reddit, Reddit's r slash conspiracy subreddit yesterday, which is a clearinghouse for anonymous paranoia. We're living in a second, more profound and politically important satanic panic. This time, everybody's in on it. People will look for coincidences as narrow and stupid as price glitches on a furniture site as proof a global cabal is eating children and controlling the world. Uh, journalist Aaron uh, Gravea wrote, The QAnon and Pizzagate morons are working overtime today, claiming Way- Wayfair is trafficking children based on high prices of oversized cabinets online. I shit you not. There are people who clearly believe this. Ignorance is far more worrisome disease. So, um, oh yeah, this one here was this, uh, somebody wrote on a post. Uh, another person posted, so the latest conspiracy is that 
hashtag Wayfair is selling trafficked children in armories uh, off their off its site. You all have never um, you all never bought anything from Wayfair, did you? Everything arrives in 500 pieces with directions in Chinese to build it yourself. Now you'd have to build the kid too. This is a very implicably um in. This is just ridiculous. No one is delivering huge boxes of life children to you from China. 97% of Wayfair products come from China. Find better hobbies, folks. If you're worried about child trafficking, the Trump administration has been doing it at the border since 2017. Um, yeah, so I thought this was kind of hilarious. There was another article that I read about the Arizona couple that took credit for starting this, saying that $17,000 for a cabinet and it's like, you know, they have industrial accounts, you know, where, and you know, businesses go like, hey, we need an industrial, you know, stuff. And they, they are considerably higher priced than the stuff you have in your home. Yeah. It, it's, I think the biggest issue with this is this is one of those situations where an ugly part of the internet not reddit but that subreddit on reddit leaked into the general population <laughs> and fucked with everybody's head <laughs> because i've been to that I'm, I'm on reddit a lot like i love reddit it, I've, i was always like big on into forums back in the 90s and reddit is like the final form like it's mm. it's forms perfected but there are some subreddits um, that are just fucking out there, you know, <laughs> and actually Reddit's been closing down a few of the, uh, hate speech ones and stuff like that. They've been on a witch hunt for that shit, which is good. Um, but this conspiracy one, they come up with some, and, and to me, it's like smoking weed thoughts. Like some of the things they come, it's like, you can almost hear them inhaling from the bong and they go but what if like wayfair was like moving children bro like what the fuck next we're gonna hear sharper image doesn't have stores anymore because they slaying fucking rocks <laughs> right like it doesn't make any sense <laughs> just stop it oh man i know it's, it's just one of those things where you're just kind of like who like you know it's somebody who goes like oh i bet I, if i just do this out there people are gonna fall for it you know and it's it, it, and and the, the people that do that are the people like when you and i have a, a stupid like oh my god what if we said this oh that would be hilarious but somebody actually does it and then the people that go like oh my god that's probably true and then start doing the whole you know conspiratorial push pin graph on their in on their desk, it, those are the ones that scare me. You know. Yeah. Because the problem is, is that you'll have people who are who are off their rocker, and if if they'll they'll connect it in their head in a way that it will convince people who were on the fence to be in alone. Yeah. And and if you get enough people, and it doesn't take much, <laughs> now you have a movement. Yeah. You know, and it, it becomes it disrupts order for the lack of a better way of saying it. It just it, like and we'll go back September 11th. Like everybody was all OK. Terrorists attacked us. 
you know, we're going to we're going to let the the military sort out the terrorists, but we all need to come together, help New York and stuff like that. But then you had that small group that was sitting there going, nah, the government did it. Mm-hmm. And every you'd see just just a little bit of people drifting over to that. And you're like, oh, my God, like you're muddling the fucking message. Right. You know, and why why couldn't we just stick with the a horrible thing happened? Let's all band together. No, we it has to be something bigger because yeah. people are fucking dumb. Yeah, you know? Nobody can uh nobody everybody thinks nothing can happen in a vacuum. It has right. to be they something. don't wanna they don't wanna believe that sometimes random shit happens to good people. Yeah. It just is what it is. You know. Yeah. Unless it's mother nature. You usually <laughs> don't hear conspiracies when a volcano erupts. Uh, I don't know, because you know, remember they're you know, we're supposed to be controlling the, the weather, remember? You know what? I don't have time for it, bro. <laughs> I, it's it's like mental gymnastics, <laughs> keeping up with this shit, bro. Yeah. Steve loves this shit. Yeah, because Steve it, lives I, for it. I do, and I really hate that YouTube fixed their fucking thing where they started taking a bunch of these off. Because there were some on there that I watch repeatedly just because they're so fucking ridiculous, and makes it harder to harder to find these now. Because now it's like. You know, they get rid of them. And I understand why, because, you know, to, to me, this is entertainment and this is just like, oh, my God, how can people do? But there are others that are like, oh, my God, like my mind is fucking awake for the first There's time. This, what is it? Let me see if I can find it. All right, YouTube. There's this like. This fucking video sharing thing. I can't remember what it's called. It's just like YouTube, but it's all the people that got kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> and well, if I Google it, that's not going to help because Google's probably going to tell me to fuck off. So Bing it. I'll duck. I'll duck duck go it. Oh yeah. Because they don't block anything. Um, I went to it once to see what the fuck they were doing. It's horrible, bro. <laughs> like it's it's just. I've always been on the side like censorship is is bad. And I still am. I'm like, you know what? Just leave it there. And we just won't watch it. Right. You know. But then you see it all in one place, condensed, and you're like, you know, maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> because that's like the le- I don't remember what it's called. Honestly, if you it's hard to find. But if you you don't want to be there. Like it's it's just it's shit. It's all the QAnon people or QAnon or however they fucking say it. It's all the uh, that's where Alex Jones went. Oh, He's really? over there fucking spewing bullshit to his little fucking base. It, it is the one of the most vile places on the internet, full of misinformation, mistrust, and fear. Hmm. And it's terrifying. I'm like you know. I, I harp on Google a lot because I'm naturally paranoid. <laughs> so as soon as a company gets too big, I'm like, uh, right. I don't like you anymore. But I got to give it to Google sometimes. Like, listen, thank you. Thank you, Google. <laughs> get rid of this fucking trash. <laughs> but never get rid of the flat earthers from YouTube, please. Oh, I know. <laughs> because they're too fun. Leave, leave us something. The anti-vaxxers, maybe. I think I think the thing it's a difficult time now because 
on one side of the coin, you're like, okay, this misinformation is causing issues like anti-vax. You have people who are on the fence already and they're like, oh, well, we shouldn't get vaccine. Well, that's not good. So you kind of want to go, well, let's just get rid of the information. But then if you limit access to the information, it almost validates it to some people. Yeah, because now it's forbidden knowledge. Right now, it's like, oh, they must be hiding something if this is what's happening. But we live in a time where no one listens to the people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Look at how they how they got my man Fauci, bro. Yeah, all well, this dude has ever done is fucking help people not get sick. That's been his lifelong dream. He's one of the most decorated doctors in the country and now you got some schmuck from new york who's all of a sudden the president for some god-awful reason who's running his mouth who the fuck are you well it's like like, falsy is the shit it's like the press secretary said you know hey you know we can't let science stand in the way of getting our kids back into school it's like right wait what (laughs) because science is evil what is it the fucking dark ages yeah are we back to here now we're gonna start you know, people are going to start chanting about putting, you know, Fauci at the stake or something like that. Like, I'm waiting for the witch trials to stop. Yeah, I know, right? You know, it's been it's been too long, really. <laughs> you think about it. Yeah. It's just fucking ridiculous, bro. I'm just it's November. Oh, well, more January can't happen soon enough. Yeah, I, I and I hope I hope and pray that Fauci doesn't resign. Because I would like to see him still doing his job because he does it well. And if he can get a president in there and actually fucking listens to him, we might be able to get something done next Well, he's, he's a New Yorker, so I, don't, I think he's got a pretty thick skin. Probably, no, he, he's probably doing he, that all, you know, fuck this guy. <laughs> is it Fauci? Fauci? He's from Brooklyn. Is from Brooklyn, for one. But isn't he, um, he's Jewish, isn't he? I think I I want to say yes, but I don't know for sure. (laughs) Fucking Google. I put Fauci nationality American. (laughs) I know that (laughs) you fucking 2020 forward thinking (laughs) company. I don't, but I don't think Fauci is a, is a, all I know is if, if you want, he's Italian. That's even worse. Oh yeah. Listen, if you if you want to know the two groups in New York not to fuck with, Italians and the Jewish. Yeah. Okay? They've been through enough. They don't fucking care. He, I bet you, Fauci goes home and laughs about this motherfucker. As soon as he gets out of office, I'm gonna get this work done. Like whatever. Bro. You know what's funny is you see him. He's got the glasses and the 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 suit and tie and stuff like that. Then you know that like once he gets home, like the glasses come off. He has perfect vision. Like he doesn't even need the glasses. He just uses yeah. the glasses. He takes off his coat and it's a sleeveless shirt. He doesn't even have sleeves on it, and he's fucking cut. Like he's got tats and shit. Like he is yeah. cut. You know, you expect it to be like, and then like his, his slacks are tearaway slacks. So like he rips them and off. Because he's Italian. He's, he's wearing a rosary around his right, neck. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's one with the Lord. Can you believe it? Fauci is 79. You look that good when you're 79. I'm listening to you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, I, it just, that's one thing that kind of, that's really been pissing me off is that people who have dedicated their life to not only academics, 
but academics in the pursuit of bettering our lives are being shit on. Yeah. And that's uncalled for. That's just fucking ridiculous. I hate that fucking that old American bully the intelligent person thing. Yeah. It's fucking just it's stupid. And it's making everyone on the on the planet look at us like we're fucking retarded. And I'm tired of it. <laughs> so I can't wait until we get some fucking some people in the office that just go to the eggheads and go, hey, what should we do? Yeah. <laughs> fucking if they put Fauci as president, <laughs> bro. Fauci for president, um, coronavirus is gone in a week. <laughs> well, someone said that if we all wore masks and stayed at home for six weeks straight, but everyone would have to do it, yeah, the virus would be gone. We'd knock it the fuck out. Yeah. But what's funny but is, no, but what, no what's funny is that you have people like, you know, that, that want schools back open. It's like, look, they have schools open in, in the UK and in Germany and in all those places. So like, why can't we speak? But they got, they took care of it. They did what they needed to do. You know, yeah, they we, were closed before it even got here. Yeah. I'm going to watch that fucking, by the way, that uh, Fox News interview, Chris Wallace interview with Donald Trump. It okay. got all the way to the AZ Central. And I was reading a bit of the transcript. Funny, bro. He <laughs> aired him out. He said, like, he took the same test that Trump said that he took the competency test. Oh, whatever yeah. Test. And fucking Wallace was like, the test was pretty easy. Yeah. He said, it showed me a picture and said, what is this? And I said, it's an elephant. <laughs> and Trump was like, well, it gets difficult later yeah. on. I bet you couldn't answer the later questions. And he literally, literally, Wallace said, yeah, it asked me to count back from 100 by, by seven. 7. Yeah. And then he goes, 93. <laughs> I was like, this dude's a fucking clown. I love him. I respect this motherfucker. Yeah. I don't know nothing about him. He could be a piece of shit. I don't know. Chris Wallace is OG. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, I like, got to watch this interview, bro. Yeah, I got to watch the whole thing, too. It's, right. it's a big deal because it's someone on Fox. But Trump's been trashing Fox lately. Yeah, well, Chris Wallace isn't a fan of his anyway. And and Trump has always had things with that, which is why I'm like going, um, you know, isn't Chris Wallace, though, wasn't Chris Wallace the one where he is a conservative, but he he's like an old school journalist. Like yeah. the news is the fucking news. Yeah. yeah. Mike Wallace was his dad. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Fucking Chris Wallace. OG. he fucking aired him out, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need to watch that video. Anyway, we're just rambling on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for checking us out if you would like to help the show please feel free to donate you can donate through paypal on our blog thelazygeeks.com if you can't help out that way that's fine too review the fucking show go to fucking itunes spotify fucking google podcast wherever the fuck you get this thing and say how great we are yeah, go to that's, those AOL that's... chat rooms and let them know about us. <laughs> Great. <laughs> After you put ASL on them. <laughs> um, all reviews will, you know, help get more people to listen to us. And then we'll have even more people going, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck us up with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and, you know, you can also follow us on social media. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look under at the Lazy Geeks, all one word. Comments, suggestions, or questions, email us at 
the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, which has a lot of our uh, previous incarnations of the uh, of this episode, or previous episodes, I should say, from 346 on back. So you can check those out there. And if you can't click on any of the links available in the show notes, you want more content, updates on our coming shows, check out the blog at lazygeeks.com. All right, so that is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we are the Lazy Geeks saying wear a goddamn mask. <laughs>